Perhaps this is why alcoholic drinks are called spirits. I made a mistake. I take it all back. I'm sorry. I don't want to walk home. Someone love me. Yeah, for real. much it was disgusting i threw up on myself driving to the next morning <laughs> how does vodka affect you gets this pussy wet <laughs> <laughs> What is up, my loves? Welcome back to another episode of Just Press Foreplay. I am your host, Susie, and this week we are going to talk about liquor and love. This episode's coming to you super fucking late this week because it was my birthday week and I don't give a fuck and it's my podcast and I can do it work. Oh, speaking on that, you guys should go listen to Jessa Reed's podcast, Awakening OD, because she is fucking hilarious, first of all. And second of all, this week, her episode, what was it called? I don't remember, but I just got done listening to it. She kind of like kicks you around a little bit, gives you a little bit of spiritual awakening, and also is like, why the fuck do you do that, you stupid human? And it's fucking hilarious, and I love it. And she didn't do an episode for like three weeks, and she was like, did I miss the rapture? (laughs) It was fucking hilarious. Anyway, this week's episode is brought to you by Neutralite Twist Tubes. The reason why I wanted to bring this product to you is because my mom, anytime she's going to drink, always texts me like two days before and asks me if I can bring a box of these over because they're packed full of fruits and veggies. Um, It's all in a little squeezy tube that you add to your water bottle and it just kind of gives you the nutrients that you need if you're going to be drinking and because it's in your water you're going to stay hydrated so that's even better. My mom can't have a glass of wine without getting a headache. She can't have half a glass of wine without getting a headache so for her to be able to use this and also be able to drink. She drank a whole bottle of wine in a Dave Matthews concert. She was like oh my god I couldn't believe it. (laughs) It It's fucking hilarious from a woman who like hasn't done anything at all and like falls asleep drinking a bottle of wine is a pretty massive accomplishment for her (laughs) anyway to get to this link uh go to justpressforeplay.com j-u-s-t-p-r-e-s-s-f-o-r-e-p-l-a-y.com the affiliate link will be on the top right corner it just looks like a little um a little broken link kind of oval shape. I don't know how to describe it to you, but it's there. There's two of them. There's Pat's shop and then there's my shop. So just go to the website, top right corner, click that. You can register as a customer or you can just bop around and look at some of the products available. When you sign up as a customer, it tracks all of your points for you and they give you a significant amount of points too. And the nice thing is that when all of COVID happened, they kind of reamped some of their stuff and made their program for clients really top-notch. All orders over $100 are going to be free shipping, um, and they always have specials and things like that that come out, keep everything nice and awesome. They just dropped an LA line for anyone who is interested in a ton of makeup. Um, But yeah, these twist tubes are dope. They're super cheap. They're not expensive at all, and you get quite a bit of them in there. So go check it out, justpress4play.com. 
Oh, and while you're there, don't forget to go check out the hoodies, sweats, and beanies that we have available on the shop. There's also blankets that are available, socks, a lot of really cool shit. I'm an artist. I love to do art. We're also going to start doing um, probably a line of cannabis stickers of all things because we are random and it's what we do. So yeah, keep an eye out for that, but go check out the hoodies, sweats at the shop. Go check out the Pinterest board. Go check out all of the affiliate links that we have up there. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Give us a rating. If you want some stickers, I would be happy to send some your way if you just screenshot a rating that you guys give us with a review. If it's bad, I'm obviously not going to give you stickers, but if it's good, then I will send them to you. So with St. Patty's Day just ending and us having spent a week drinking a different variant types of cocktails all week <laughs> we did have a very alcohol forward week didn't we we did we wanted to bring you an episode on alcohol and love so here we go Woo! <laughs> yeah we actually oh we did we had three nights of alcohol this week we did That's the, the wow you know you're getting old when you said i drank three nights this week <laughs> we're more stoners than drinkers yeah it's, it's okay. not that we're old it's just that we much prefer to get baked i feel like some old people like that's all they do is drink Oh, 100%. Like it's Absolutely. like a trophy token. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it depends on the culture too. Because like true. I had a friend I worked with, his, his grandma, their Hispanic family, and his grandma was the OG grandma who would sit in her rocking chair with a bottle of tequila and just sip on it and drink oh, the whole bottle. See, and my grandparents are the opposite. No, yeah, they would never. I've never seen them drink alcohol. That's how my family is too. <laughs> I watched my dad take the first sip of alcohol I ever saw him take was on my 21st birthday. Oh, that's funny. Right? But our house was littered with, with alcohol. We'll literally drink wine. My mom will drink a little bit and then she'll, yeah. okay, I'm tired. Has at least two glasses a night. And by the third, she gets really funny. funny. It's always that third glass with wine. It really that's is. That's the There's turning point. Like, which way it. are we going to yeah. go? It's like being in Alice in Wonderland, but you're just like frolicking around <laughs> <the> <laughs> Yeah, I I enjoy drinking with Which them. Which way is I, actually, gonna be today? Yeah, last time was when I went out to North Carolina. We all played pool with their with their friends too, and we had a blast. I sent you pictures. Oh yeah. Yeah, I sent you a lot of pictures. Yeah, you I... did. Those were some nice pictures. <laughs> yeah, I stumbled across those not too long ago because I saved one in particular, and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at some point the parents went to bed and Pat had the bonus room to himself again. That was a good night. I think you were drinking Merlot. It's um, really funny it how different alcohols are. Whiskey. Oh, okay. Yeah, I made Kentucky old fashions for my dad and I, and then later I switched to wine. But yeah, it was funny in high school having a ton of alcohol in the house and not having a dad who drank at the time. I had a friend whose dad was a doctor, and so he would always be gone at night. Mm -hmm. but he had so much alcohol but the only rule was you couldn't touch his alcohol so we could party there yep i mean these were not his rules these were her rules but <laughs> <laughs> you could party there if you didn't touch his alcohol right um but someone fucked up one night because they drank it and then refilled it with water and then put it in the freezer like a fucking dumbass what an and idiot. he figured it out. Yeah, of course. A frozen bottle of alcohol is not a bottle of alcohol. Idiot. Dumbass. You sold Different it for chemicals. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so then the parties had to be at my house. <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted to kind of talk about how different substances have different effects on both your mental state and the present and how it affects kind of like your love. 
Yes. Yeah. And how it affects each person differently. Like, different alcohols will treat you differently. Yeah. And mixing them will yeah. treat you differently. And different substances, too. Like, there's a time for hallucinogenics. There's a time for MDMA. There's a time for weeds. There's a time for alcohol. Mm-hmm. And they all affect you in different ways. And, and we're here to talk about alcohol. Or yes. a cool. A cool. Oh, a little short disclaimer, because I think we need to do that. If you are prone to overdoing it or having addictive personality, obviously don't indulge, even if it makes you feel better. You guys, every, anything and everything is po- is poison in the right amount. Yes. So, And in my opinion, the point of life is self-mastery. And so learning to understand how things affect you, how you cannot have it affect you in that way and, and recognize the, the emotion. Yeah. yeah, recognize the emotion and then have the self-discipline, not as you are disciplining yourself, but as you are respecting yourself. You're respecting your body. You're respecting the way that your body is speaking to you on how you react with things. So I like to think of discipline instead of thinking of it as like a disciplinary act. Um, you're a disciple of something. So becoming a, a studier of something or someone who commits themselves to, to doing something. So if you have self-discipline, you're committing to yourself to become better. Yeah, so self-mastery. Yeah, exactly. So don't think of Fuck it as yeah. like you're disciplining yourself, like you said. Mm-hmm. Think of it as you're becoming a disciple of what you want to learn, which is about yourself. Yeah, the whole point of life is finding fun, curious ways to like work with how your brain works and understanding it and having fun with it. Because I feel like sometimes when we, like when we're using alcohol to like hide emotions or to run away from emotions you're not having fun and then you're not recognizing that you're not having fun but you're still doing it anyway exactly and, and you're you not getting anything you're ha- out you of just it just think you're having fun because people tell you you're fun because people tell you that being drunk is fun well and you no longer know what else to do and yeah. so the only fun thing to do is drink alcohol is said to have come from the arabic term alcohol or alcohol which means body eating spirit Perhaps this is why alcoholic drinks are called spirits and booze. Drinking alcohol is one of the fastest things you can do to lower your vibration as it has been used as a tool to keep human consciousness at a lowered state for thousands of years. Language meanings understanding in society we think are real. (laughs) So that's why they call it spirits. Yeah. Yeah, basically, you guys, alcohol definitely lowers your vibration, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it opens you up to negative entities or negative energies and makes you much more susceptible. Not necessarily negative. You can, if you can moderate yourself and you can drink to a point where you're not belligerent and you have control, and then you're basically, it's like, it's like people who practice magic will say, like, calling upon the goddess or the archangel. Right. Like, you can dictate Which your experience. Alcohol you. doesn't mean it's always going to be bad. But it is tempting you to continue, and then that becomes bad. Right. It's like the increments. Yeah. Once you turn up the dial too much, honey. Well, I mean, yeah, well, lowering your vibration in any form is bad, but if you overdo it, then absolutely it gets worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, I don't want to, like, you know, say that alcohol is all bad, but our perspective on it and how we treat it is bad. But I guess in Europe and stuff, they treat it so differently, and it's not 
how Americans do. Where, like, yeah, but think about where that comes from. Indulge. That comes from centuries of indoctrination of, of ale and honey and having like, I don't know. There's something about it where I agree more with that that post that we found. That it's spirits and then it's bad. That it's spirits and it's bad. Because it it's a depressive alcohol and it's a poison. It hurts yeah. your liver. It doesn't do anything beneficial for your body. It's not like taking poison of the shrooms where that just gives you a really cool trip, helps you heal depression, helps form new neural waves in your brain. That's true. And there's a lot of benefits to it. Alcohol literally is only kind of like cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> bad news bears. <laughs> it's like short. Like, don't get me wrong. Alcohol is fun. I, I enjoy drinking every once in a while, but it mm-hmm. does lower your vibration. It does. It does increase chances of depressive episodes. Mm-hmm. So you think that there's like where weed or psychedelics would be better. Exactly. That's why weed and psychedelics have been harped on for the ages Mm -hmm. because they are mind expanding. They do allow your pineal gland to decalcify and allow you to see more Mm -hmm. and be closer to truth and be closer to source. Mm -hmm. Whereas alcohol, you're never going to... It's more of a blinding mechanism. Exactly. Completely. And that's why I think about how long the Roman Catholic Church has been around and how long they've been promoting drinking wine and being drunk and how that's okay. But if you take the plant, it's not okay. Like and they would go, also use back. alcohol to do like vindictive missions and stuff. And to, to like, manipulate throw... people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Alcohol has been a tool to use to keep humanity at an unconscious level for centuries. Yeah, I guess that's true. And why do you think it's such a popular norm in society today? But I like Negronis. There's nothing wrong with liking Negronis. <laughs> like it's still here. It's fine to do. But like you said, don't overindulge. Don't let it become a daily habit. Don't let yeah. it become something that is overly prominent in your it's life. It's like have planned unproductivity. Exactly. In you're going to have a meatball day, but have right. a planned meatball day. Right. Don't have it be your every day. Exactly. Or like us, we have an alcohol week where we drink three times in one week. Other than that. Yeah. Our birthdays are like a month, month apart, apart. And so it's, it's, it's a, it's a fun. <laughs> it's a fun month. It's a fun month. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun in between period from St. Patty's day until. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Until my birthday. <laughs> And the weather's starting to get nicer, too. Yeah. I think a lot of the big issues with alcohol, though, is that people try and use it. Like, I know when I was younger, I definitely tried to use it as if, like, it was part of finding and enjoying love. You know? Like, when you're younger, Mm -hmm. like, that's what you're excited for. You get drunk and then you you meet people. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I was a late bloomer for drinking. So for me, it was always something that was at a party. And that was like, yeah, we were always at a party too. Cause like our house. So like when I was in, when I was like 16, I was emancipated. And so the house that I was living at was empty and (laughs) (laughs) there was like random, I don't know, like a dollar store picture frame on the wall or whatever. That's hysterical. <laughs> like, so it was the party house and it was out in the country. And so everyone could park their cars in the grapevines in between and around the backyard. Right. And so the sheriff would drive down like the highway and not see not that there was cars, cars there. there. Yeah. And we had always had the fire department called on us anyway. So they kind of gave up on coming out. <laughs> 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 it was more of like, is someone dying? Okay, we're going to leave it then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was fine. But I wouldn't say that's drinking was always about sex i enjoyed drunk sex it was fun right but it was kind of like that video we watched where she had tracked her orgasm with the toy yeah and the orgasm wasn't as good or whatever and it like, took her longer mm-hmm. when she was on alcohol mm-hmm. like for me the social aspect of all of it is the more fun part 
I would agree with that. Because, like, I think if you're just going to just, ha- like, get fucked, then you're also losing so much connection. You are. And I think I noticed that the difference between, like, having house parties when I moved up here when I lived with the four friends up in, in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. But then hanging out with my best friend when it was like, oh, let's go out and get some pussy. Like, the experience was so much oh, different. Oh, like, like Seattle, downtown. Yeah. Go get pussy. Go to the club to get pussy. Yeah, exactly. And get faded <laughs> House out. parties get, are so much more fun. I hadn't even thought about. House parties are so much better. Because even when we would go to house parties, it was still like, yeah, we were drinking and stuff. But it was like, I don't know. It was different than going out to the town and like trying to get some (laughs) (laughs) i had a friend like that where when we were going out her goal well no her goal wasn't even to get fucked either her her goal was to have them buy her drinks and so like that was her flirtation goal right i just like to dance and so i more or less was like dancing away from people (laughs) so i could be dancing (laughs) and drinking myself um but we would also we would hide bottles in the bushes in between clubs (laughs) super funny is it though is it though (laughs) i'm not driving (laughs) i mean we're coming back to these bottles hidden in the bushes and drinking them later yeah (laughs) i don't think it's smart at all what if someone followed us and is like whoop right you'll be back to this one later (laughs) (laughs) it's not smart at all one bit leave this open bottle unattended in the bushes let me leave a trail of open bottles want to play a game because <laughs> we would have like four clubs we would go to and we would go to all of them before before 10 because that's how when you spaced, could get the free stamps how spaced out were the clubs they're pretty far it was like capitol hill downtown seattle down by the pier uh foundation so, that was down there so okay but that so that's different if the clubs were all like within like a few blocks of each other i feel no. they'll be more likely but since they're so spread they're like out 15 minute walks exactly the chances of someone following you for 15 minutes but a drunk 15 minute walk in between clubs is the best <laughs> oh of course it is you don't even know your shoes hurt <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know if other people are like if other like women are usually out to just like have drunk sex <laughs> probably depends on the week they had I guess, yeah. <laughs> I'm, there's definitely some. There's, de- there's. It's like guys. There's a mixture of guys who just want to go out and dance. Some who want to go out and find someone. Some who just get looped in by their friends to go. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same. I'm sure there's so many different situations. Yeah, that's true. It's not like a commonality for women or men. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I'm like an oddball. I'm like whatever. Like statistically, women do. I probably don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> probably the same for guys. <laughs> I'm probably more on the line of like what a dude would do (laughs) i i'm just a nerd who likes to not go to clubs and stuff (laughs) i was i was the friend being roped in to go pat come on pat come on pat come Uh, on i feel like just hang out here and smoke (laughs) okay so when you and i met and i because that's what happened for us i coerced you into getting happy hour and us not leaving Seattle and us staying and us getting drunk. Yep. <laughs> and we did. And you lost your GoPro. Threw my sweater. It was a walked bad across the bridge. day. <laughs> it was a bad <laughs> Fell from a fence. Night. Yeah. My sister had to come pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> you were gone. And, that, and ironically, that was just vodka too. But it, no, I probably had whiskey at Zigzag. Yeah, I think you finished off the night with whiskey, and that's yep. where your downfall for you always oh, is, always. is whiskey. Well, I can if I start with whiskey, it's fine. If I end with whiskey, it's bad. I feel like if I have two old fashions or like two whiskeys and then go into like beer or vodka, I would be fine. It's the ending it. 
because we started that night with a bottle of vodka between four of us. Yeah. And then, yeah, I probably got whiskey drinks. Mm. Love whiskey, but I have to very moderate. I, like, I, we had drunk so fucking much. It was disgusting. I threw up on myself driving to the next morning. (laughs) I threw up on myself driving on the freeway. Like, there was nothing I could do about it because I was in the middle of the freeway. So it was like I couldn't. Right. You just have to. Pull over. Nothing. I was just like, well, that's going to my That's happening. (laughs) (laughs) This is a sad day part two. (laughs) Sad day continues. Yep. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm probably like halfway to my car. It was a 15 mile. No, you were already back at your place because you had called me. Because I, okay. so I left a note on your car window. Yeah, I remember getting that. <laughs> <laughs> you had to walk for hours. Yeah, I remember being halfway across the bridge and my le- and my the alcohol really wearing off and my legs starting to hurt because I fell from the fence. He had a megaphone, you guys. That was it. He had a megaphone. And before you had run off or like just as you had run off. And I was calling Mariah and she was coming to pick me up. We were driving around Seattle trying to find you because I knew you were fucking wasted. I didn't realize that you would be like fine to walk all the way back. I didn't either. Because I didn't know what kind of drunk you were. Like if you were going to be okay, like if you were going to be in a ditch the next morning, it was my responsibility. Your mom would hate me forever. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember me and Mariah driving around and I could hear your I was probably megaphone. looking for you or where <laughs> my friends. I made a mistake. I take it all back. I'm sorry. I don't want to walk home. Someone love me. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Why am I such an asshole? Oh my god, that's so funny. Well, fuck it. I'm already this far. I might as well figure out how to get home back to the car. That's hilarious. But yeah, I definitely I love house parties way more like if drinking is going to be happening i would when i used to actually go to house parties a lot when i first moved here but then i got jumped and i guess after that subconsciously i never went again i didn't even think about it until now but i've never (laughs) i think our last house party like big house party was when i got my computer stolen and the salt shaker thrown at the back of my head oh and you're like done i think al i think it's done i think i think he i think he kind of called a limit on that which was kind of ironic because he would blame everyone else in the house, but most of the people that came over were his friends. And it's just like he even he even threw us under the bus to his parents too, saying that like we were the dirty ones and never cleaned the kitchen. When in reality, he never did a single dish living there. I had to clean a moldy kitchen three times when I lived there. Yeah, I was, I, and I was like, "You're seriously blaming this on us? Like you're the only one I've never seen do dishes." Dude, that's the issue with roommates. That's why I will like, I will take an extra job to not have roommates. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wish I had been like that. Especially because you don't know, like, if your roommate's an alcoholic and they're a crazy alcoholic, then that fucking is. That's no life bueno. consuming. It is. It's completely consuming. Yeah, living with my best friend for three years was completely life-consuming. It was fun. It was a blast. But I, I, would, I would would have liked to have a little bit more stability. And I'd set myself up a little better. It'd be nice to be living in a house right now. Weed. Yeah. <laughs> Being the black sheep. Yeah, for real. Well, if I was smart, I should have I should have saved up, got my own place, and grown weed and sold it and smoked for free. Mm-hmm. I'd be a millionaire right now. Kidding. <laughs> you might be. I feel like people who embrace whatever their talent is, young and like, don't question it. They they make it work. Yeah. The only time we have issues with things is when we like start to take on what other people say it should be. Exactly. 
Well, the other issue is I hadn't discovered <laughs> serving yet, so I really didn't have any extra money. Oh, well, where my issue is, is I started with serving and you can't, I, once you start serving and you realize that you can make good money for your time there, mm-hmm. you can't do anything else. Nothing else pays the same what way, you could with make. The same freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I had to, I went through the kitchen for five years first before I learned that. And then I, I'll never forget. I mean, don't get me wrong. You have to earn it. There's servers who make 13% of tips. Oh, absolutely. And it's because they have bad attitudes and they suck. Well, right. But you and I are not on that spectrum. And like, right. Most of the listeners, I assume, have good personalities, good characteristics, good mannerisms and stuff. So, like, it's like, it's like sexual energy. It's like using your personality and your essence and enjoying who you are to such a level that you're not phased by what people say. It just bounces off of you. Those are people who can be good at serving. I would also smoke a blunt before I went in to serve. So, you know. Oh, I when <laughs> I started was serving, I was always high, always. I did get to a point with serving where I, I I did do better when I wasn't as stoned. My issue, my issue was that I would do good when I was stoned, and then halfway through my shift, my stone would wear off, and I would be tired, and I'd be like, "Yeah, fuck." Well, as <laughs> I, I got older, so when I was younger, I would really, I would, I would love being high at work, and then. I got to an age where I like wanted to have better conversations. Yep. And you can't do that once you're starting to come off of being high. Once I started at Scotty Brown's, that was like that for me. Yeah. Because I could get away with it at CPK. Yeah. It was a children's game there. It was actually Scotty Brown's for me too that I stopped smoking so much at work. I was like, (laughs) I actually need to be focused. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's not even need to. It's that wanting. Yeah. Well, bartending is also a lot different than serving too. There's, There's a lot more complexity that goes into it. Yeah, if you forget an ingredient, you fuck up someone's whole drink. Yeah, not at the easiest bartending job to do stone. Yeah, that was a blast. Our our bus boy would always come with dabs in the morning, and it was like Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings where it's like kind of busy, but not really, and it doesn't pick up to like four. Yeah, and we have an hour to open that place, and it only takes thirty minutes to get everything set up. So it's mm-hmm. like it's designed for you to go to so work go a little stone. Yeah. And the owners loved it. They just sit there and laugh at you. And as long as you're not making it's mistakes, they don't care. Uh huh. No, okay. it really is because when it guests is. come in, they like feel the good vibes of everything. And Our manager would be out there with us too and come in and be like, all right, guys, we're going to have a great chef. Let's yeah. do this. There's nothing worse than going into a bar where the bartender's got a bad ass attitude. It's horrible. Like, yeah. Like if you was, need to smoke was, a little so that way you can the enjoy we being there, then Lake do Union. it. It was because of the 20% service tip, but she was grumpy. Dude, fuck the 20% service tip. That will ruin the industry. I already did. Top of the pandemic too. Should we talk about how different liquors affect both of us so i've never been a fan of um white wine and then before quarantine because we didn't really drink much during quarantine we didn't, we as didn't soon as that started drink at all during quarantine. yeah so like over the last year it's been like little bursts of drinking but not really it's like a day here a day there yeah once a month maybe yeah but the year before quarantine like <laughs> our relationship was so bad <laughs> we drank every day yeah and i've never drank white wine before like getting drunk off white wine well moscato but that's different because it's so light and it's sweet yeah. so that's way different but there's two versions of a white wine drunk for me I realized. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know them both too well. <laughs> I don't remember. It's been so you long. You probably, like, repressed the memory. <laughs> more than likely, yeah. Because there's an angry, angry version of me, and I just black out, like, so much anger that I'm just, I don't even remember it. 
anything. <laughs> and then there's the like extremely opposite end of that being super excited and happy and fun to like pass out. done yeah that's hysterical (laughs) shows you how much i was paying attention to a relationship that i don't even remember for that year yeah yeah because you i think you were drinking i was drinking a lot while i was working at burger i'd get off and i get free food and a free drink Mm -hmm. and then i'm sitting there and i just got tipped for the day so i'm like well might as well have a couple more drinks yep and then i'd get home and be like oh we have a shelf of of liquor let's drink babe liquor we both hate each other let's drink to pretend we don't right yeah it's a rough year (laughs) let's tolerate each other one more night i think that that kind of ruined wine for me for a bit like i try to drink wine now and i'm kind of like nah i'm okay (laughs) i think i'll pass (laughs) that was a nice sip it's kind of how i feel about whiskey you over drank it for yourself not over drank it for myself. I just don't like who I am when I drink it. I remember the first time you got drunk off whiskey and it was your birthday. Like you got sick drunk off whiskey. Do you remember? Mm-mm. That must have been years ago. Oh, there was one time where you like during this night where you were going to throw up, but you were like too incoherent to go to the bathroom. And so I just remember yelling at you like, Pat, go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom, not on the carpet. <laughs> and our roommate the next morning was like cracking up at basically all the sounds. Oh, this is when we sounds. lived with. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's hysterical. Yeah, I'm a loud puker. Yeah, it's gross. It's really gross. Oh, <laughs> it's real nasty. <laughs> well, we also had a curse. We have the Bellevue curse. <gasps> I forgot about the Bellevue curse. Because we haven't gone to Bellevue in like two years because of it, almost oh, three years. Shit. We moved out of there, stopped working there, uh-huh. and then we would try and go back. And just, just to hang out. And just drink. to hang out and have like a couple cocktails. And go like bar hop and visit our friends. Who it wasn't a bar hop. It was just to go see people. And then by the end of it. Well, yeah. But they bar are the people we go see bartends. So right, we right, bar right. We bar hopping. <laughs> Unintentionally, I guess is how. Because it wasn't planned to like, oh, we're going to get super drunk. It's like, oh, I just want to go have brunch and then have a couple cocktails. Oh, and then yes, I'll take people. one more. I'll take one more. Oh, Seven. you poured an extra shot in there. Oh, for me, oh, for free. Thanks. Two for me. Oh, you're so sweet. Big tip for you. Love you. Come hang out at the house. <laughs> so there was the, the one time we lost the keys. Mm-hmm. I had a carabiner that locked. It was one of those ones with a twisty. Yeah. And it just... Popped itself off there. Vanished. <laughs> Gone. We had a spare key, so it was fine. Yeah, thankfully. See, I don't And think, then we I were don't... like, we were like, shit, we we should have listened to ourselves. We knew we shouldn't have drank in Bellevue. Why did we do that? Yeah. And then it was like maybe a week later. We went back. Maybe less than a week later. We were like, well, that experience was ruined. Let's do it Let's again. Let's try it again. <laughs> Same fucking thing happened. <laughs> or was it the car key or the house key? I don't remember. But it was a key. It, it might have been the key to your car at that time. I think we d- took like the opposite car and lost so. that car key. And we were like, what? I think we ended up finding shit? it, but it took us a long time. Yeah. That was stupid. I think there was like a three times though that we went and we were like, this is the fucking Bellevue curse. We're not meant to drink here. No, there was like six or seven times, but there was nights where we'd come home and get in a really big fucking fight over something that happened in Bellevue. Oh, yeah. And that's when we were like, yeah, 
us going to Bellevue is is no bueno. We just get into trouble every no single go. time. You know how most re- relationships people enjoy their other like more when they drink we're the opposite yeah the more we drink the more we're like uh-uh. get away from me <laughs> i wonder if it because it just reminds us of the beginning of our relationship so much where it was so fucked up i think your devil child comes out and he's just like you're always right and i hate it evil spirits consuming. and i'm like i don't even try to be right i'm not even right <laughs> i just want to help you right no one can help me <laughs> i am the demon child <laughs> I love my Hellfire and Temptation! <laughs> Power level 10,000! The alcohol makes it burn hotter. <laughs> Thousand points above because I'm cool. <laughs> the spirit within. <laughs> Let it burn brighter than a thousand suns. Right. <laughs> I am raw. <laughs> I am light. <laughs> I am life. <laughs> I know you're a big scary girl. I know big scary girl. Thanks for telling me they're there. Thanks for telling me they're there. Um, vodka is my go-to party drink. Vodka, I'm a lot of fun. Tequila, I almost vodka. I'm a lot of fun too. Yeah, I think vodka is one of those ones. Well, it's a clear liquor, which always makes. Clear liquors Good are usually going to be a little bit better. The darker liquors allow, I feel like, darker spirits to come in. Oh, that makes that sense. That would make sense, huh? Interesting. Whoa. Huh. Uh, Gin's just, a sneaky liquor. Because I don't feel like I could ever get drunk off gin. I have not drank enough gin to know. But we've drank a lot of gin. Well, in one night, yeah. But he just farted. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Um, I'll t- I can tell you I've never had a bad time on gin. I don't think I've ever had a bad time on gin either. Yeah, I know that. Uh, tequila most of the time gets me naked. 80% of the time I get naked on tequila. <laughs> um, 100% of the time I throw up on tequila. <laughs> um, well, I was talking about tequila stores and throwing up, uh, work party. Oh, these were a couple of the other Bellevue Bellevue moments oh, was God. our two work parties that were about two months apart. I think I got apart. roofied. I think I fucking got roofied. We think she got roofied because you you just wanted to leave the party at some point. You were just like, nope, I'm done. My Irish going. goodbye. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, we're going. Bye. Well, I was blacked out at that point because yeah, I don't, don't remember, remember that at all. I don't remember the sun going down. I don't remember much. You puked a lot that night. I think I got roofied. That would only make sense because you only had like two or three drinks. Okay, so, and this was in the middle of like a drinking era in my life. Yeah. Well, we were both (laughs) working at the same ownership restaurants. Well, I was a seasoned drinker, so it's not like it was like a one night of drinking, you know? Like it's like... No, this was in our prime drinking time. Yeah, so it's like I have a tolerance at this point. So I started with a mimosa, so mimosa with vodka and had that for like an hour just kind of like sipping it for an hour then took a shot before we went up to the party and then had another mimosa at the party yep so this is within three hours so there's no reason for me to have been that fucked up and then i remember drinking my mimosa that i made at the party and getting hiccups so i went in the bathroom and did You're trying to do handstands no i didn't try i succeeded and I got rid of <laughs> Thank you for the clarification, love. Yeah, but I had to go in the bathroom and do it. And then, because you just use your feet with the stalls. Yeah. 
There's no try. There's only there's, do. There's do. <laughs> Find the handicaps to help you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so did the handstand, came out, hiccups were gone, and then boom, so was my memory. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. We stayed, because we stayed for a while. We did the water balloon toss. And I don't remember that. And then shortly after the water balloon toss, we left. I don't remember the water balloon toss. We got you home. And then it was like two months later where we had the other work party, and that was a tequila night. And we got up there and our bartender had made some really good, but really strong tequila drinks. So strong. So I drank my first one really fast. I was playing beer pong and I asked you to make me another one. And you go, I'm not making you anymore. You drank that too fast or something like that. No, I made you another one. You made me one. Because it was like your second one. You made me one more. And then I drank that one really but fast. But this is like within 30 minutes, you had two of these. <laughs> and I'm like, that's definitely like got to be like six shots at least. At least. Within these... Like, I swear it was the first half hour of being there. First hour. No. Yeah, it was at least the first hour of being there. Okay. Because I didn't start playing ping pong or beer pong for a while. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and then, so yeah, after the second one, I drank it too fast and you were like, I am not going to be responsible yeah. for this. Yeah. I was like, feel free to make yourself another, but I will not be the one. And something subconsciously in me said, oh, let's play a game. Oh, she's telling me not to drink anymore. Yeah, I took it to a complete extreme. So the last thing that I remember is pouring extra shots of tequila into my already mixed You turn into like a little trickster leprechaun. Yeah. Like you're literally like skipping around like, what's going to set on fire next? Play some games. Yeah, I, I can be very mischievous and it can get out of hand very quickly. Yeah, so we went to one of your friend's house who worked there. We wanted to and see they the new had puppy. a brand new puppy that was like eight weeks old, like maybe brand ten weeks old. New. Yeah. yeah. And isn't it a pit wasn't it a pit bull puppy? Yeah. Yes. So we're there playing with the puppy and all of a sudden I look over at Pat. Well they they brought the blunt out and I hit the blunt like one time. Oh, that's and where that's you what fucked did up. It. Yep. Because I was fine until then, and then I did it, and it was... Pro tip for being crossfaded, if you're going to smoke during your drinking phase, you need to be smoking, like, start with smoking just a little bit at least, and then start drinking. At least two drinks in, you should You gotta layer it. Yeah. You gotta layer it. (laughs) If you just drink heavily and add tequila to your tequila drinks. I can end my night with this blunt. I'll be fine. So we look over, and Pat's just got his head down. And he's just like not there. And then so your friend was taking a funny Snapchat video of you and then laughed at you and said something. And then you just Aren't look friends over. Great. So great. And you just look over and you're like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew you were going to puke. I was trying to get you out of the house because I knew you were going to be loud as fuck. And I'm like, oh, shit. They don't know how loud Pat pukes. They don't know how loud Pat pukes. Alcohol and love. Did you not care about picking up on girls when you would drink? Or just your friend did? Like, was that not ever like a... No, it was never my thing because I always thought it was weird. I'm like, I'd, I'd rather meet someone naturally than try and force it. And I don't really, and I knew that I didn't, That's good. and I knew that I didn't want to meet anyone at a bar. I'm like, you're not yeah. going to have any similar interests that I have. Yeah. Cause you don't like drinking that much. Yeah. I don't like drinking. I don't like clubs. I don't like, yeah. I'm not a big dancer. I like dancing. So for me, that was like, like, I thought that that's what you like where love was found <laughs> right well that makes sense for you because you're doing something you're passionate about yeah that's true yeah because you've always been a big fan of dancing didn't you take dance classes at one point yeah i did dance in high school yeah so for you that that would make sense because that would 
you would find someone in commonality that you'd be able to go do that with. Yeah. Fortunately, you got stuck with me. <laughs> it was like, um... Dancing? We gotta... Why? We can, we can dance at home. This motherfucker... No, you don't even dance here, really. I jiggle You around. gallivant. <laughs> <laughs> I move my body. <laughs> it's fine. I'm a jellyfish. This guy, we go to fucking... What's that Never. one bar? Yeah. And you tell me that you don't want to dance. I go to the bathroom. I come back. I can't find you. So I'm hanging out with the bartender because we know. And you're fucking dancing. One of my best friends and I are up on a stage dancing. I was really drunk that night. I will dance if I get if I get super drunk. So this actually is kind of funny because at my fraternity, I got nicknamed Footloose. Oh my god, that's great. That was my, that was my pledge nickname. Oh, that's great. Because at... Um, pleasure tree. I got super fucking drunk and I just danced. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what you would do, or you just did this time. No, it was. I mean, I would if I if I get really drunk, really drunk, I'll dance if there's music on. Um, but this was a special time because it was out at one of the brothers. I feel like you're more of a festival dancer than a club dancer. Very much so. I'm like, just give me music. It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to a club. There's too many weird people. And... There are a lot of weird people at the club. Yeah. I get hit on a lot by guys and sometimes I just, you don't, do. wanna, I just don't want to deal with it. It's okay. I get hit on by females. It's funny. No, I think it's comical and I, I appreciate the hell out of it, but like, I don't want to spend my night getting hit on by guys. <laughs> I get hit on by more guys than I do girls, and I'm like, that's not. The girls I'm come. In, the girls come and hit on me, and then they like laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. I have this like naive, childlike manner to me where people just like don't take me seriously and laugh at me. I take you seriously. <laughs> you can't even say it in a serious face. <laughs> I don't even take myself seriously. It's fine. Yeah, meant to be a child forever, I guess. We all are. I am Peter Pan. We're all meant to be children forever. Pure at heart. Mm. <laughs> Through debauchery. Right. Yeah. I'd rather go smoke a blunt out in the woods. Yeah. Go on a night hike than yeah. go to a club. When I first moved out here, that's what my first best friend and I would do. He was, he was, I, well, I wasn't able to drink in, in bars yet anyways. But even when I turned 21, like I was still at home smoking weed. Mm -hmm. Like I went out and celebrated my 21st birthday, but I was... I I took a break so I could celebrate 420 instead. Yeah. I'd much rather. I don't know. Alcohol's just never been my thing. Even in high school, I didn't really drink. And like the few times I get to, get to get drunk, I was like, eh, this is this is okay. I wish I'd been introduced to weed a lot earlier. Yeah. Like I would like drunk sex just like for playing with rhythm, I guess. Not really. I get that. Like, because honestly, like random hookups. No one's ever made me come, like, unless I, I wanted to. Right. Because then, like, I made myself come. <laughs> 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 I guess it was, like, more to, like, play with rhythm and just, like, I don't know, the eroticness of that, being drunk and... I get that. As a guy, I definitely have a lot more stamina when I'm drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with that, with her showing how her, for her orgasm, it took longer and it wasn't as effective. Like, I think that's the same for guys too. Like when they're drunk, they can last a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it's like desensitizing a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I think that that's like, that was the fun part of drinking and finding sex for me, but it wasn't about like finding love. Like I knew I wasn't going to find love. And also it's annoying because not a lot of partners are very good. Like a lot of guys are not very good in, in the bedroom. Like you would think that with how many like 
I don't know. You would well, just so think that more the, guys Here's the difference way. between guys who sleep with a lot of women and guys who get into a relationship with one woman and have a lot of fucking sex. When you have sex with a lot of different women, I feel like it's all very surface and you never get a chance to really explore a lot. Yeah. So it's a very repeated, very... These are the Pornhub moves that I know best. Kind of, yeah. But it's like you don't have that trust and that bond with that person yet to be able to try other things and and take the Mm -hmm. time to tie them up and it's it's just just like you're just there to fuck whereas like guys who get in a relationship you learn Mm -hmm. because you're with a partner who's like oh i didn't like that let's try this oh you're not doing this good try that and you Mm -hmm. learn techniques to do better for them so i think there's a huge difference in that it's like with drunk surface partners there's no like body poetry like either you haven't created any communication between the two exactly because like so you're literally just two different people masturbating yeah yourself because like we had a fraternity brother who <laughs> would sleep with like three women a day he'd he'd have one sleep over in the night then fuck her in the morning and then she'd be gone he'd have someone come over for lunch and then he'd have another girl at the party that night oh shit but from what most were they always know, different or were these like his no his most of the time they were lady, different this is, oh shit yeah he was a fucking player but i mean oh, it's shit. hard it's hard not to be when you're six foot four ripped southern ginger going into the air force yeah I was blessed to have a girlfriend who loved it and all through high school basically taught me and allowed me to get really good at it. Yeah. And so I've always been that partner who's like, no, I actually kind of know what I'm doing. But I I had a woman who taught me. You're like learning and exploring. Versus just fucking a bunch of women. Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because like because you've gone through like time periods where I can tell where you're you're like in just fucking mindset or if you're like there to play. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I think a lot of of men don't tap into the there to play part. I think they think about it more of, it's almost like putting your sexual experience on fast forward, but you didn't realize you accidentally hit fast forward. Yeah. Because you're forgetting to breathe. Like you're forgetting to realize that you're there and that there's a body in front of you and you know like i think there's also a lot, of, a lot of ego and selfishness involved in it with those kind of guys they're they're there to have the experience but they're not there to please her where right. because she I, could be anyone right where because i was not always the most selected by other females for me each time it was like something i had to prove so it's like i'm gonna warm her up i'm gonna take my time i'm gonna make sure this is the best that it can be yeah because i don't have a bunch of females just fucking lined up oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know when this is gonna happen again so let me at least make it good yeah because then hopefully she'll tell her friends oh my god that's so funny wow Living life like a guy is so different. So fucking different. Maybe she'll tell her friends. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a friend who, like, talked about how someone was in bed. Like, I think now we've kind of come into, like, women being way too competitive with each other. So, like, unless you have, like, a clicky group of friends, like, I would never, like, I've never had a girlfriend who's like, oh, yeah, he's so good in bed. Like, I don't feel like a lot of women flaunt that because it's like it's such a rare becoming such a rare thing they want to hold no, on to it no but because women are so competitive with each other right they don't want to share that because they don't want them to know there's other goods it's not even not share that it's more just like if i tell you are you going to go behind my back and blah blah, right. blah 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 like i don't know i just like i don't but i also don't have a lot of women friends so i don't know right <laughs> <laughs> okay so no pickle of the week stories this week because patrick and i are the pickles of this week but we do have kinky bunny erotica are you ready 
Masturbation. We all do it. And why wouldn't we? It's great. Not quite as good as sex, or at least it shouldn't be. There are times when it's a better choice, but that's a whole other discussion for another time. But it's as entertaining and satisfying a way of filling your time as any other. Frankly, nature took something of a risk when providing us with the ability to generate our own orgasms. I sometimes wonder how we ever summon the willpower to leave the house to achieve anything else. But aside the oblivious advantages of self-stimulation, one of the most wonderful things about self-loving is that it can be deeply personal. You can sit back and be entertained and aroused by whatever imagery, pornography, or other means of external stimulus you create to mention. And they all absolutely have their place. But for me, the very best times are when you simply allow your imagination to conjure up whatever filthy thoughts your conscious, or indeed subconscious, mind can fathom and go with the flow. And these thoughts can indeed be anything. A private or personal selection of bestoke heroic (laughs) (laughs) involving anyone, celebrities, people you know, constructs of your own mind, doing literally anything. And don't know about anyone else, but personally, I often find my, my mind will create elaborate fantasies involving the people I know. Sometimes not even people I'd necessarily consider to be a sexual prospect in a non masturbatory setting. The mind is so often full of surprises. At this point, I think it's probably fair to say I don't think there's a single one of my friends that haven't, to some degree or another, crossed my mind during a session of self-loving. In some cases, it's incredibly fleeting, as I wonder what the hell they're doing mentally intruding in my private time, as dismiss such thoughts immediately. But often, if it seems fun or exciting, I'll happily go along with it. I'm hoping this is all at least vaguely familiar to some folks out there, or I'm really making myself sound certifiable. Whether you're similarly minded, or this is all alien and largely immaterial to the point I've been ponderously heading towards, which is that the joy of masturbating is that it private. You can have whatever weird fantasies you like, And at no stage are you under any obligation to share them, ever. Which is why I was somewhat taken aback one evening when a drunken friend, relatively out of the blue, decided to confess to me that I feature quite heavily in his wank fuel. To provide a little content, this is during the glory days of university when any given night was a drunken night. And when the freedoms of sexual liberation were considered sacri- what is that? Sacrosanct. Sacrosanct. And when the freedoms of sexual liberation were considered sacrosanct <laughs> and unnecessarily, oh look, she even describes it for us, an unnecessarily esoteric way to describe that everyone was fucking like rabbits. Oh yeah. My particular group of friends had a weekly movie night where we all crammed our way into one or another of our student flats and used watching a movie as a thin veiled excuse to drink to excess and chat about any old nonsense long into the small hours. On this occasion, I can't even pretend to recall what movie we were watching. Arguably true to of any movie for the seven or so months we indulged in the gathering. But it featured a rather graphic sex scene fairly early on in the, in the runtime. I remember as much as we spent the next hour or so as a group discussing which films featured our favorite sex scenes and which, if any, had been used as masturbatory encouragement. Apparently, almost any film featuring tits was enough to inspire some of the guys present. 
It was a mildly hysterical conversation, but I can't stress this enough. One of many that took place during the five plus hours we all spent drinking and chatting in each other's company. And this one had taken place within the first hour and a half, all of which contributes to why I was quite so taken aback when hours later, while myself and Ryan were walking back together, we lived just around the corner from each other. He quite casually and quite drunkenly tells me that he often thinks about me while wanking. It was so casually delivered, in fact, that I initially thought I must have misheard. But unless he said he was thinking of me while he did blanking, there wasn't much it could have been mistaken for. And given my general lack of skill with numbers, it's unlikely I was his financial muse. Financial muse? What does she mean by that? Like thinking over, or like bank instead of wank. Oh, (laughs) I'm an idiot. I'm not someone who shies away from confronting an issue head on. There are plenty who would go so far as to argue that it's one of the greatest flaws. Tact is not a word I associate with. So I asked him for clarification. You masturbate thinking about me? His face was a picture as it now dawned on him why he'd said it so casually. It slipped out. It was a drunken thought that he'd inadvertently given voice to. (laughs) A stray thought that he'd been holding since the conversation four hours ago that had somehow escaped from his alcohol-addled mouth. (laughs) It was the only explanation for why his face betrayed the look of a man who'd just found his super-secret porn stash had not only been found, but been shared with his friends and family. (laughs) He looks so dear in the headlights that despite my usual love for mockery and pounding on weakness, I actually felt sorry for him. This had the potential to be the kind of psychological bruise that could last if his drunken mind even retained this the following day. So rather than turn the screw and up the awkwardness, I took pity on him. Thanks. I'd be lying if I didn't admit you popped up occasionally in mine too. Frankly, I deserved an acting award for the delivery. It was somehow even more casual than his initial confession. Perfect, even if I do say so myself. Though I was drunk, so it may not have appeared quite as Oscar-worthy in reality as it did in my head. Relaxed and casual tone that positively exuded an indifferent, so what? But the reason I'm so deserving of the award is that while my exterior was the picture of casual acceptance, my brain was firing at a rate too rapid for any inhabitual individual to process. Ryan is sexually excited by me. What do I think about that? Am I annoyed, flattered, excited, violated? What do I think about him? He's a friend. Isn't he seeing someone? Is he attractive? Is he not attractive? How many times have I thought of him? At least a couple. And once that was really good. He's not really my type though. I wonder what he imagines me doing. Does he use pictures? I wonder if his fantasy is even remotely realistic. All just a tiny snapshot. There have been even more, but he replied almost immediately. Oh yeah? What have you thought about me? Dangerous road, this, I thought. Especially since I haven't come close to deciding what I actually think about the situation. Probably best to head this off at the pass and store it as something to ridicule him with 
and or develop at a later date. That'd be telling was my actual weak-ass reply. If I'd been marginally more sober, I like to believe I'd come up with something more pithy. Nevertheless, what it lacked with it had in blatant shutting down clarity, or so I thought. Oh, okay, was his reply. Phew, Christ averted. Because I have a very clear one about you, he continued. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Now I was drunk, and this was a long time ago, so I can't pretend the following I'm about to share is verbatim, but the words were pretty burned into my head. It's not often someone confesses a full fantasy scenario involving you, so... I think I'll be able to regurgitate what he said pretty damn accurately. We don't even fuck. That's what's weird. Normally, all my fantasies are about fucking, you know, really going to town. But not you. You're too fun to fuck. It'd spoil our friendship. With you, I just imagine you topless and giving me an amazing handjob. I don't know why, I just really get the feeling your handjobs are amazing. So you're just topless and wanking me. Weird, isn't it? Always makes me come though. You're really good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, where do you even start with that? It was too much. Sensory overload. Even now, years later, I'm not sure how I deal with that statement. And for drunken 19-year-old me, it was overwhelming. Which is why much of my own surprise, as to him, I found myself offering him the opportunity to fulfill it. He thought I was joking. Hell, I'm not entirely sure I wasn't, but I'm nothing if not a stubborn soul, and so I did it anyway. We got back to his. He got his cock out, perhaps the very definition of average for those who care about some details, but otherwise I remained fully dressed. I look ahead and started stroking. It was almost surreal. We didn't even kiss. There wasn't even much in the way of talk or discussion for the first few minutes. Just me sat beside him, winking him off. After a few minutes, though, he was clearly struck by about a bravery. He reminded me I was topless in his fantasy. I called him a cheeky fucker. He agreed he was. And then I took my top off. I asked him to describe his fantasy in as explicit a detail as he could. He got about two-thirds of the way through when he came. He hadn't reached the part where he revealed where he'd want me to come, so instead finished mostly over the carpet floor in his bedroom. I asked him how I compared to the, how I compared to the fantasy. To my unashamed delight, he told me I was actually better in reality. <laughs> it usually takes you about 20 minutes. <laughs> That's hysterical. (laughs) And that was that. I went home. He avoided me the next day. Mostly, I like to think, because he was undecided whether or not it happened or just a lovely drunken wet dream. (laughs) All a bit of what, what what do you think that is? Albeit. Albeit? Mm Mm-hmm. What's that mean? It's like, um. Oh, like, albeit? Like, a person? Like, albeit? (laughs) I don't really know how to describe albeit. Is it a fucking word? (laughs) Okay. Define albeit. Albeat means... Although, Although. Oh, okay. I feel like she had a thesaurus next to her yeah, while she was real. typing. Or she just went through, right clicked, and hit thesaurus and picked a word. I used to do that in my <laughs> <laughs> so I got through class. <laughs> Teachers are like, Pat, you can't use the same word. I was like, all right, watch this. The pink. The pink. Technology. meaning. I'm like, it's, a, it's the same word. It's a synonym. It's a synonym. <laughs> <laughs> Albeit. Albeit a wet dream where he climbed where he climbed out of bed and spunked on his bedroom carpet. The day after, he actually discussed it and, mostly thanks for my nudging, decided that it was probably best left as fantasy from now on. When I reminded him he'd admitted I was too fun to fuck, he agreed. It swiftly became our go-to running gag after a drunken night out. 
but was ultimately never repeated. We're still vaguely friends to this day. I sometimes wonder if I should ask if I still, if I still feature in his wank bank, but in all honesty, I think I'd prefer it be a random and unresolved loose end. That's hysterical. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave us a review. Send us a message. We're also on Anchor now, so if you want to leave us a voicemail, feel free to do so. We might play it on the air, or we might just talk about it. Woohoo!